Hi. Hi. Good evening. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to today's episode on Tech with Iro. Um, I am Iro Inkechi Omolola. Thank you for honoring our invitation. Thank you so much for honoring our invitation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thank you. So, today's episode, right, will be on uh, mobile development, and it will be the topic is on emerging technologies in um, mobile app development, basically. And we know you to be a mobile developer, so that's why we we are actually happy to have you on our podcast show so you can educate our listeners on emerging technologies in mobile development and how they can actually basically work with technologies the emerging technologies how they can work with them in their own career path as a mobile developer so thank you for the invitation so um can you just kind of give us like a brief introduction about yourself, about yourself as a mobile developer, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, it's good to be here. Um, I'm Gideon Olayoaji. I've been a developer for five years plus now. Um, building mobile applications in the fintech industry, e-commerce industry, and even logistic and platforms. Yeah. So that's a brief overview about me. Um, so today, what I have for you is just simply uh, to talk about emerging technologies in mobile development because most of us have our day-to-day jobs and um, we're often a cake with our development and we often only like work on, on things that the company will work for. If the company is stuck in the past, then you actually have to just keep working on that. But you need to actually be evolving and moving through the times so there are different um, applications and technologies now that can be used to enhance user experience and and also increase um, user user um, and also increase user um, engagements on on the applications yeah so the first the first technology i'll be talking about is um technology of an instant applications this yeah. instant apps you must have seen them maybe from maybe probably like you're playing a game and an advert pops up and you are allowed to play that game for like maybe a few seconds before it tells you to go and download so instant apps are like apps that are like your traditional app that you have to download for instant apps you don't really have to download it you just have to like click the link and you basically have a taste or an experience of some parts of the application without having to install it. They are lightweight and you can just quickly load it through a link. So that's basically what an instant application is. Oh, okay. So um, thank you for uh, introducing the um, emerging technologies in mobile development. And you started with instant application. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. But. Uh, I would like to know what makes Instant Hub so um, significant in mobile app development landscape. Okay. So there are actually more technologies, but okay, since we start with Instant Apps, so I'll just talk about that first. So what makes it significant um, is how they provide a kind of like seamless user experience. So when something is seamless, it doesn't you don't have to wait, like it just works. So the experience is kind of seamless for a user because you don't have to install it so you don't have to wait for it to get installed and um, you can try out the application just like that so this actually leads to like increased um, user acquisition and engagement because more people are able to eng- and try your app without having to download it because some of us might just not feel like downloading that application so that's where that comes in that's where instant um, applications come in so well, they often all, okay. also yeah so they no, also no, have right. another advantage okay which okay. is it works on both your ios devices and your and your um, android devices android. So it's, it's 
it's platform independent you can work on any platform so it's kind of like an hybrid experience yeah but um from a technical standpoint how do you how do developers in this um, aspect how do they create insta apps because i'm i'm okay. trying to understand what makes it different from like the usual application basically okay so since you can only like view or experience a part of the application so that should give an idea that lets you know that um the app is actually being modularized so there there's um, if you're a developer you understand what like a dynamic module is so you can actually have like a module that only um allows you to experience this part or this feature from an application so the way the, the way it is um, it is done is you it requires modularizing the, the main app into like smaller modules so these modules you can call them and um, feature sets so each module represents like a specific functionality of that application so by doing this you can actually ensure that only the necessary parts that you want to actually allow the user to experience is is accessed by the user that is a that is um, trying to like access the instant application. So once you have these feature sets, you can have links to these feature sets. So you are sure that um, the user will only have um, access to that part of your application. So as for maybe like things like um, challenges um, that occur, maybe the developer probably needs to like manage the size of the instant application. That's to, like ensure it remains um, responsive and also like fast to ensure it means fast and responsive so basically what this means is you just need to like strike a balance between offering and um, the experience that the user can be attracted to before downloading your app maybe like a, a and a feature that that makes sense that you know that yes it can be engaging and also keeping the app lightweight yeah that's that's basically what it is Thank you. Um, so before you actually move to your other aspect of technologies in mobile development, a question just like came in now. And the question is, um, can you kind of give like a real life use cases where um, these instant applications have been used in particular, maybe to direct mobile developers to such kind of a use case so they can understand it more appropriately? Definitely, definitely. Okay. So, Instant apps have actually proven to be effective in, in various industries. Um, for example, in your e-commerce sector, maybe you are you are trying to like get the user to just quickly browse your products, and they can even make purchases, yeah, without having to download your your full application. So you can just have that feature set where they can just quickly browse some some particular set of products and actually purchase it without having to um, download the full app in your another example is um, in your um, travel industry you can have an um, access to features like flights or hotel bookings so maybe you want to like get your user to like book a flight or you want them to book um, an hotel room yeah so you can use it in this in this uh, in this kind of scenario also you can use it in um, apps like maybe your news app maybe like spot news or any kind of news maybe you just want them to like read a particular news about maybe a particular genre maybe sports or entertainment or something like that so basically just um, allows users benefits by delivering like immediate access to articles or maybe even um, for your for your news maybe you have a video a video article as well so yeah so these are like real life use cases okay thank you very much so you can actually continue your emerging technology sorry i had to just chip into some questions so as our listeners yeah. can follow properly yeah that's that's fine that's fine that's cool okay so i would like to talk about another emerging technology although this one has been around for for a while but i would still say it's emerging because most people have not um, adapted to it, which is um, cross-platform cross and um, development. Okay. So, for example, you have um, mobile applications that can run on multiple operating systems, like your iOS or your Android. 
yet they have a single code base unlike when you have your native apps that you have to actually separate the code base because that's what they require they require separate code bases for each platform so cross-platform apps enable you to have just one code base which which um, allows you to write the code just once then you can deploy it across different platforms so that's basically what um, cross-platform applications are so it's just for you to have one code base and you can deploy on different on platforms different platforms yeah yeah for example your iris and your android platform mm. okay so um what makes course um, platform app development so appealing to developers and businesses okay this is um actually a good question there are several several uh, reasons why why it makes it appealing to them so for example first like this is like the most basic and the first the first example it reduces development time and cost everybody will agree with me that cost is important when you when you want to do a business sure yeah and business development cost has to be be almost number one but if you want but basically Sha, if you actually want good code you need to spend money but when we are talking in terms of um, cross-platform app development it reduces development time and cost because with a single code base, your developer can build apps for multiple platforms. And it also allows them businesses to like reach a larger audience because you don't have to like um, develop um, on different platforms. So you, you just have basically one code base for different platforms. So this way cost is reduced because businesses don't have to hire um, another iOS developer or another Android developer because you want to reach um, audiences on different platforms. So you basically have just one code base. So also um, React Native and Flutter, for example, they offer native-like perf- performance and user experiences. So these frameworks actually are attractive for developers to, to build cross-platform development because of this reason. Yeah, okay, thank you for that um can you share some common orders that developers face and like what you feel that okay this practice can actually help them overcome such orders yeah so so um some problems and developers face when it comes uh, to the cross-platform application basically okay. yeah okay so one of these problems is actually uh, maintaining maybe specific user interfaces and experiences so while um, having a cross-platform um, framework like react native or flutter handles this for for them automatically there are still some some platform specific interfaces like they can be interfaces that are specific for android that might not be on ios so things like this might be an audio but the best way to tackle um, issues like this is actually to have to customize your UI components for each of these platforms to ensure that um, the user has a seamless user experience. Another thing to consider is um, optimization, which is a performance optimization, which is critical. And very, very, yeah, it's nice so, to help. Yeah. So developers have to like profile and maybe fine tune their apps to deliver a smooth experience, a smooth experience across devices. Also, you actually need to keep up with the latest updates, updates and advanced and ad- advancements. Maybe like those frameworks find a bug that they they tackle. You have to keep up with that so that you can leverage their new features and improvements continually. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that question. Uh, I, I have one question from um, a listener. What do you envision for the future of um, cross-platform app development? Okay, um, I think it's promising because um, these frameworks that are used for cross-platform development continue to evolve. For instance, Flutter now allows you to actually build even web applications apart from just um, android and oh wow yeah 
apart from just Android and iOS, you can actually use that same code base to build a web application. So, so are you, you saying actually... now that if you if you're a Flutter person, you can actually see yourself as a web developer as well as yeah. a mobile developer? Yeah, that's that's basically what I'm saying. So you can explore wow. that. Yeah, so you can explore okay. that, and also, um, you can still expect a better performance and increased support for native features like the um, user interface issue I spoke about earlier. So they are okay. always, always, always looking for ways to evolve, to evolve and and um, and make the um, framework better for developers to use. Also, um, some some um, cross-platform apps will likely grow and as businesses might actually seek um, ways to reach uh, more target audiences on different platforms. So I believe we'll continue to actually see innovation in this field. So wow. and in the future, I think cross-platform development might be the go-to choice for mobile development because you wouldn't want to like add different developers to build applications for Hi. I'm so sorry. So sorry for so uh you were actually talking on um um the aspect whereby there is their future for this um cross platform application yeah development. Okay. Okay, so, so I, I, I was like um the future is actually very promising because these frameworks like um React Native and Flutter, they continue to actually evolve and we also have a um, Kotlin Mods platform coming in, which is a um, also a means whereby you can actually do the same thing like build and um, have one code base for different platforms so these frameworks are constantly evolving to improve the performance of their frameworks and increase the support for native features on on devices also um the demand for cross-platform applications as we speak is actually growing more businesses actually don't want to hire an extra developer we just want to hire one developer that can actually work on um, code base, or probably they want to like have a team of developers that can work on cross-platform de- and devices, and not um, developers that would only work on just one device, since it will cost them less money to have a team of developers that can work on cross-platforms. And so it will help these businesses to reach their target audiences on different platforms. So I believe that we'll continue to actually see innovation in this field, which will um, probably in the future make cross-platform developments a go-to choice for mobile developments, most likely. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. So cross-platform application is also another emerging technology in mobile development. Okay. That's interesting. You can carry on with your other emerging technologies. Okay. Another aspect would be um, AI apps. Everybody's familiar with how AI is. Um, artificial intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, so yeah. Artificial intelligence is really, really taking over the market. So AI applications are basically applications that would leverage AI technologies or artificial intelligence technologies to like enhance user experience and provide intelligent and then context-aware functions, functionalities or functions. Unlike um, our traditional apps, which are already built and rely on predetermined or pre-built algorithms, like the application is already built with predetermined algorithms. AI apps, rather, on the other hand, they, they learn from user interaction and adapt to your, your preferences as a user. So they basically make data-driven decisions. So that's what AI applications are. Yeah, looking towards this AI aspects, right? So uh, it's it's more like AI is everywhere. <laughs> so uh, it's, it has actually unlocked a lot of possibilities when it comes to um, the app development basically and um i'm actually not too surprised when uh you actually mention it because oh obviously ai is also in mobile app development yeah well um 
could you share some popular use cases of um, AI apps and how um, they are impacting various industries at the moment? Yeah, definitely. So, AI apps have actually made significant impacts across different sectors. For example, in the um, healthcare sector, we have AI-powered apps that are actually assisting diagnosing um, medical conditions and monitoring um, the health of patients. In the finance industry, we have AI apps that actually aid in fraud detection and provide um, personalized financial advice for users. We also have um, AI-driven um, learning uh, apps that help you to maybe probably learn new languages by, by giving you personalized lessons. We also have the popular um, virtual assistants, the AI also also support, which is um, Siri. We have Siri, we have um, Google Assistant as well. We have Bixby from Samsung. So all these different, different impacts um, have become integral parts of, uh, of people's daily lives. So they actually make tasks easier and more efficient for, for users and for the developers alike. Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. While, while you were actually sharing um, some information, you made mention of um, impacting overall user experience. Can you like dive deep into how um, AI's integration has actually impacted um, the user experience of um, the mobile applications? Yeah, sure, sure, okay. So AI actually um, impacts user experience overall by AI now provides like personalized recommendations, even predictive um, analytics and real-time yeah. insights to, to your to your users. To users, it also like tailors the contents, like it tailors the contents and services to individual preferences. For example, if you prefer a particular content and prefer a particular service, AI actually learns this and actually tailors your experience to that. Then we also have a um, natural language processing. With this, AI can actually um, understand and respond to your to your language as a human. So this wow. this is evidence in in voice activated interactions. Like when you speak to Siri, speak, Siri actually speaks back because it knows that that's um, because it has it has actually learned um, a natural language. So this is done by this natural language processing. Um, feature. So moreover, um, AI-powered mobile apps can actually also automate tasks. They can improve accessibility. Also, security is, is enhanced through biometrics, which these days now you can actually use your fingerprints to, to um, access your phone and do many other tasks, like maybe you want to make a transfer. These days, bank apps also have fingerprints. So yeah, we have many other possibilities like that that AI brings to enhance user experience. Okay, but um, in this um, AI um, side of emerging technology, are there any challenges that developers face when it comes to AI apps? Yeah, certainly, certainly, definitely. So there are um, a few challenges actually because for for an AI application, you have to actually collect and obtain large and high, quanti high quality and high quantity data sets for training. So it needs a large quantity of data sets and it has to be quality data. You can't just um, put um, any kind of data so that um, the prediction can be, can be more accurate. So you need quality data and, and also quantity. You need a lot of quantity of data to ensure robust also you have to like ensure robust security measures and ensure that there's privacy when you, when you are dealing with ai oh and also we have the issue of bias in ai because you might obtain data for a specific set of people which might not relate to another people so we can use race for example maybe there's a way a, a specific race um, does a specific task or under a specific thing. It might be different from the way another race does. So you have to handle that bias 
so that's and you also also have to look in the in the direction of ethics as well when you are when you're implementing ai so basically the developer um that is developing this has to be like transparent on how ai is used so as to address this potential bias also you should actually prioritize user consent and data protection um, and you also have to like adhere to like industry regulations and standards so yeah there are actually a lot of challenges faced but but at the end of the day yeah ai is ai is ai is um, still like it's still like an ongoing development so every day we are we are discovering new ways to like um, properly handle this so like i said okay. for okay. obtaining a um, large quantity of data sets now for example it can be challenging for for a specific maybe like a specific niche niche or a specific do- domain access to quality data it's my it is actually essential to create an accurate and reliable um, algorithm for security measures as well you have to deal with sensitive user data so you have to actually be careful about how this data is secure it's it has to be crucial so also you have the bias issue which i mentioned earlier so it has to like be, be it has to like be handled properly as well so so as to, so as to help um, the decision making of the um, ai so it that so it makes proper decisions also with the ethics and, and all so yeah basically that's that's all okay thank you so much on that aspect um you could actually still um give more technologies in the emerging technologies in mobile development thank you for um giving me accurate answers to the ai application questions yeah so i have them um, again for you and um, camera focused apps yeah so we've been seeing apps that actually focus on the usage of the devices and camera these days so they are basically um, applications designed to like optimize the smartphone's camera capabilities and enhance photography and and videography in in user experience they actually have a wide range of features some of them have them um, advanced filters some of them have real time effects some of them have them um, social sharing where you can share your 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 photography and and your videos so they become more sophisticated over the years actually in in camera focused apps now most of them leverage even ai and computational photography techniques and they deliver stunning results yeah so that's basically what camera focused apps are so you okay. can you can see an example every day maybe your tiktok app your snapchat yeah so yeah oh i was even trying to sorry because when you made mention of that i was trying to like okay where which angle is this coming from i was trying to wrap my head on the application so thank you for mentioning tiktok uh, tiktok is actually like a real a real application to mention when it comes to this aspect basically okay so in in essence you're saying this camera focused application actually deals when it comes to photography creativity that the aspect right yeah yeah okay so how do you think these applications have impacted photography culture in a way um since you made mention of tiktok how do you feel it has actually impacted photography because i'm trying to just imagine how the camera focused up and you know photography what's the scene what's the okay so they have actually how would i put it let me put it this way they've made photography democracy before not everybody would be like open to like okay i want to buy a camera yeah or i want to go and buy a camera back then we used to have expensive cameras like the likes of sony the likes of um, polaris used to make um cameras but these days now you have that kind of standard of that kind of camera standard a digital camera standard on your mobile device so it makes it accessible to millions of users worldwide so that that's why i would say it's like now it has made photography like a democracy you can use it you can 
be a photographer if you like even if it's yourself you're capturing but at least Maybe. everybody has access access <laughs> to it <laughs> okay yeah. i wanted to say Maybe it's just me in the entire world that doesn't have a Snapchat application because really, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but I, I, I think I enjoy this aspect because I get to see a lot of people posting, you know, it's my Snapchat and it gives that kind of cool editing when yeah. um, people take pictures. It's quite interesting, exactly. really, but I don't know. Maybe I'm in another exactly. planet, so just let's just imagine I'm not in this planet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You might be a boring person to some <laughs> sets of people if if you don't actually engage in in downloading these uh, applications and using them. The moment we are active. done, <laughs> the moment we are done with this podcast, I'm definitely going to have one so that I I just follow the trend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that'll be best. All right. So so um okay, you have something to say? Go ahead. Yeah. So these applications have actually eased the use of them. Um, using editing tools for example photoshop now there are some features photoshop only had which can be accessed via your your smartphones these days for example there's this feature that came with um i think ios 16 on on apple on on, um, apple phones which is in the iphone there's this feature whereby you can just hold your your picture and it cuts the background away and you only oh, have wow yeah so you only yeah, have yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. person in that image so before that could only be achieved using photoshop cropping now yeah cropping it out <laughs> but this but this it's not even when you, you crop you don't it, it doesn't still it comes with the entire like few of the backgrounds but yeah you're right iphone just only the people involved yeah, only the yeah. only the person in the picture so it's in, different in, in from the, from typical cropping whereby you just cropping triangles and I see have some background, yeah. yeah. I see have some background. This one is this one is basically it removes your whole background and it's like you snipped or you cut around the person. So there's no background, it's just the person. So the person. this feature now is actually accessible. I'm using a smartphone these days. So it also allows um social sharing features which is um yeah you now have a community whereby you you can be creative with your photographs or your videos and you have a community that actually gets to see your work and you can even get feedback and learn from others also you have a community you can learn from and see this person's creativity and photography and be like wow i want to try that so we've seen the world has seen a big surge in, in photographers turning into passionate photographers because of these applications and because of its contribution to um, the global visual visual, um, culture. Also, these applications are often used like, they can also be used like in in the monetizing aspects, whereby we've seen people actually getting money for likes through these kind of applications. Hmm. Yeah. True. True. And even the aspect of the photography, even people that actually don't, don't have the like this this thing now makes people that you 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 wouldn't know that you have this photography skill, you yeah, know, because everybody yeah. now knows how to take pictures. They just say take, yeah. take 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 me from this angle. So it's like everybody mm-hmm. have this skill. And <laughs> let me not say it's camera focused application that has brought everybody that brought the skill out of everybody to yeah. you're like okay, it looks like I can take pictures appropriately. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Is, actually, because also you have um, people coming to like do adverts. So because the community. Yeah, content see, creators. Yeah, co- content adverts. creators. So the community is full of adverts and content creators like that. So yeah, so basically. That's, that's, that's this is actually really nice um, um, technology that's actually emerging. Um, so uh, I wanted to make mention of some features, but you actually mentioned one of um, like it was a question I was I was re- I was going to ask when it comes to the features found in camera focused application. But you made mention of that one that has to do with um, you trying to take out the person or the image, the person image from the entire background, separating them. So I don't know if you have other popular features or maybe that's just like the one you have basically yeah. or yeah definitely so 
they are actually um, more controls on your camera okay. that actually gives photographers or let me say users in this in this term more creative freedom so there are different controls like that allows you to adjust settings like the iso setting on your camera your shutter speed your focus also we have real-time features now and effects that add creativity to um, your photos and your and your videos all these filters like instantly like enhance your your visual appeal as as a user so once you see filters like this yes you feel like actually shine them on your own picture as well also we have features like um, the portrait mode we have the night mode on on some of these applications and um, hdr which allows you to capture high definition pictures and um, users can actually capture stunning images even in like maybe dark conditions now maybe there's your around you is night and you can't really see around some of these cameras actually capture images in the dark properly so this has also allowed um, um, companies like Samsung, iPhone and um, that's Apple that make iPhones it has allowed them to actually integrate these features as well in their own devices camera since they see that people are actually interested in it so now when they are making a new phone their flagship phone they add these features automatically so most of these features you find on Instagram or Snapchat they now tend to add it to their own camera app as well Wow, thank you for that uh, information. So, um, with this advancement that we've been like basically we've been seeing when it comes to um, camera focused apps, they're actually remarkable. But um, looking ahead, what do you think we we should expect from this um, from this application in the future? What are what are what are your future? Okay. What are the future um, um, aspect when it comes to this application? Sorry, I mean, I need to take a sip of water. <laughs> oh, 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 it's fine. So sorry. It's fine. All right. Okay, so I think the future is actually promising. And it has been promising for quite a while now because new features keep coming out. So I think we can also anticipate even more seamless integration of AI and machine learning, which mm-hmm. actually enables um, these applications to like improve image quality and user experience i think we should be ready to experience more ar features which is um, augmented reality features this might yeah, yeah, be yeah. more 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 prevalent adding and um, different overlays and effects to reward scenes for example i think you've seen let me explain what's an example of this augmented reality for example when you're in a google meet you can actually add the background of a place where you're not you can pretend you're at the beach. Yeah. You can, you can pretend you're in front of a museum or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I think this will be more, I don't more, know. more prevalent. The way, the way you made it with that Google, just, <laughs> just reminded me of a scenario where I was actually I was actually not really in a cool environment and I needed to jump on a professional meeting. I just gave myself mm-hmm. those bookshelves. <laughs> and you were I'm like... <laughs> yeah yeah right it's actually cool it's actually cool you know it gives that kind of um cool look because just imagine yeah. if there were no um features like that i'll just yeah. be seen in a in a background that's not uh, yeah, so, that's not presentable yeah. yeah that's not presentable yeah yeah so okay this ar will be will be more prevalent also i think with the combination of 5g with these apps, we'll be having okay. more seamless streaming. Like people, like content creators, for example, that love to live stream, I think that it will be more seamless in the future. And then real-time collaboration, for example, like you said about the Google Meet, sometimes you see, you experience a lag whereby um, you guys might not be on the same page, but I think it will be more real-time than it is right now. So yeah, so it will transform the way we interact and actually share visual contents in the future. Yeah. Okay. 
thank you so much on that aspect. So, um, do you have more um, emerging technologies to still share when it comes to mobile development? Def- definitely, there are, there are different technologies that are emerging right now. We still have the Internet of Things. We have um, the progressive web apps. We have oh, different ones. IoT. Yeah. IoT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, can you let's should we dive? Let's let's dive a bit into IoT. So, can you just like brief us what IoT is okay. actually doing in the mobile space? Yeah, so in the mobile space and um, Internet of Things, the applications actually leverage this technology to connect and control devices and sensors, smart devices and sensors, if I may add. These applications allow you as a user to like remotely monitor, manage, and interact with other enabled devices in the IoT aspect. So this creates like a seamless and intelligent environment for you. This um, Internet of Things have actually it has actually um, been revolutionizing different parts of our lives. For example, now people have smart homes and wearable devices. So an example of these wearable devices is your Apple Watch, which can be connected to your Apple phone, which can then your Apple phone can be connected to your um, to your to your Mac laptop, so your Mac laptop could be connected to maybe an Apple speaker. So basically, it's like it's it's like an ecosystem. So of things connected to the internet in your home. So yeah, so we have we have different parts of um, our everyday living that has been revolutionized by this. Even transports, even yeah, even people in the in in industry, like when you are maybe making large scale productions, you can actually have Internet of Things involved in all this. But right now we are talking about applications, so I would actually stick to uh, homes oh, and well. <laughs> yeah, smart okay. homes and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you on that aspect, but um. I would like to know, are there like some specific use cases or uh, reward applications where um, IoT apps are brought about some significant changes? Yeah, definitely. And um, this has been evident in different sectors, actually. So um, I don't know why I want to start with this. Let me start with like agriculture. So in okay. IoT now, farmers actually um, engage IoT applications to help them facilitate their their farming skills like they, there's this thing they call pre- precision farming which precision means, yeah precision farming which means okay. that you have you are monitoring the soil temperature you are monitoring all the aspects that has to do with um, your crops to enable you to to yield optimal optimal crop, crops so there, there's the monitoring of your soil moisture to make sure that it's the proper, the proper rates. You monitor your soil temperature, you monitor your crop health. So this um, helps them to achieve increased yields in their farm produce because they know the proper, um, they know the proper measurement of, of these aspects. Also, we have um, in, ta- in transportation, we have um, vehicle tracking, we have routes of optimization, we have uh, driver safety. So when you say vehicle tracking, I think that's self-explanatory. You're able to track your your vehicle, route optimization, like your Google Maps, you're able to like know the fastest routes to a specific destination, and driver safety as well. Maybe there has been an accident or something, there's a trigger that um, alerts emergency services. Also, we have um, applications in the healthcare system, which also like offers remote health monitoring and also when um, fitness trackers. So when I say, let me go back to that remote health monitoring. I think there's this aspect now that your hospital or your your GP or your, your doctor actually knows what's wrong with you before you actually even know by by um fitting a tracker on a patient you actually know that 
So you also have smart devices that that are personalized for for patients' care. Yeah, so we have different aspects like that. Okay. So um, I don't know. You're mentioning IoT, and you said um, when it comes to Google Maps, um, trying to track. So are you saying that um, um, Google Map as it is now is also under like the IoT Internet of Things application? Yeah, yeah. yeah basically what an Internet of Things application means is it's all things connected to the Internet, using things that are connected to the Internet. Then okay. they can communicate with each other and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Quite clear. So, um, Definitely, we'll always see challenges, the pros and cons when you make use of a particular thing. So, um, I would want you to share with Hello. Okay, I see here. I couldn't hear you anymore. Oh, I said um, I would love you to um, share with us because definitely we know that when it comes to a particular yeah. thing, there are pros and cons. So I would want you to share with us challenges you feel developers will face when it comes to um, building IoT applications and how you feel they can address such concerns. Oh, okay. Actually, I thought you cut off okay so oh so sorry so yeah building iot applications actually comes some um, unique challenges the most evident one would be interoperability which is would this work on different devices on different um, iot devices like there is also the challenge of um, data management and storage also um, ensuring smooth communication or seamless communication between the devices and the app. Also, um, things like addressing security concerns, which is of utmost importance when it comes to mobile developments because of your your data and 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 yeah, because of users' data. So you have to prevent like unauthorized access to your IoT devices. So you have to like um, as a developer, I think you have to like implement encryption authentication. And different security measures to make sure that data is not stolen and your data is not altered. So you have to um, have a secure protocol for that to safeguard sensitive information about that user and prevent things like even potential um, cyber threats from from hackers. Yeah. So those are different ways. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, while you were talking on other um, emerging technologies, while you were mentioning other emerging technologies, you made mention of um, progressive web applications. Okay, yeah. so um, I would love us to quickly dive into that before rounding up this section. So um, could you just like brief us what the PWA means? Because I just we just get to hear PWA, PWA, PWA. Yeah. And it's it's I really want to understand because from what it means like from the word PWA, I'm seeing a web inside, like progressive yeah. web. So yeah. how does it attach to mobile? So yeah, so okay. I would want to I want you to bring like an elaboration when it comes to um PWA so that others can actually learn because we have some people that they, they don't really understand what um PWA means. Okay. So PWAs are actually similar to instant applications, but in this case, they actually work on your on your um, web applications. So that's why they are called web applications. So that's why they are called progressive web applications. So they leverage your web technology and they deliver like a native-like experience on mobile devices. You might actually not even know that it's actually a web app when you're using it, unless 
you you know that yes i'm actually accessing it from my my browser so they also combine the best of of different worlds because they can actually also work on different platforms since you only need your web browser to to access it and they also have they also um, help with the functionality and the performance of native apps by using um, a web browser you also have the functionality and the performance from native applications yeah so that's that's basically what a pwa is okay sorry that i'm diving out a little but i would want to know do you um why where, what, what are those instances that make um people to want to go in for um pwa like so you, while you were talking you made mention of um it's their web applications but you might actually not know if you're using it from your phone so is it that it's um, a web developer that like the code base is what is being transformed to search i i need to i i don't know if you understand what i'm trying to say so so for a pwa actually it depends on the framework you use if you are okay. a web developer and you decide to use a react fine but as long as it is um, it is it is it works well on and it is adaptable to the screen on the mobile phone so i believe web web developers also actually um, put into consideration responsiveness um, yeah screen responsiveness when a user actually visits a, a, a website, website on, your on, on your device so yeah so so yeah so that's that's basically how it is wow that's interesting that's interesting and, so uh yeah okay so i made mention that it's actually different from your instance application okay they both offer almost the same um, contributions like improved user experience on mobile device and um, working on different platforms but for pwas a pwa is actually a typical web application so it uses mobile, modern and web technologies but instance applications are actually provided by your your platform so it could be like your android operating system or your ios operating system so also the pwas are designed to be to to actually give you access to almost all features on the on the application but for instant applications you only have access to a few features so yeah so basically they okay. have different different um, scenarios where they are used as well Okay, um, thank you for that. I would I have actually two more questions to ask you. One is um, um, based on the progress um, um, the PWO, that's progressive web application. So um, you you made mention of like the difference between the instant hubs and um, that of the PWA. Um, are there advantages that um, this PWA bring like are there advantage that the progressive web apps bring to the table when it comes to um the mobile applications yeah first and first and foremost they are like the they also eliminate installations you don't have to install just like your instance um, application so you can just simply visit the website and add the pwa to your own screen you'll have seen that example of a pwa whereby you actually have to like almost it's almost like you downloaded a browser and once you but the browser we have like the it's have like the logo and like the name of the application so once you click it it opens like your web browser so basically it eliminates the friction of installing um the application from the start so you can just simply visit the website then add the pwa application to your home screen then you can then the ease of significantly like the ease significantly increases when you're a user and you're trying to engage and and also for a business you have increased user integration user engagement sorry 
a user in retention because it's easier for the user to just go there and access it. It's also lightweight, so there's a faster load time and your data is actually not being as consumed as well sometimes. Yeah, so basically, they have different uh, advantages. Okay, and also maybe, thank you. Maybe, maybe you might actually like not have time to like develop the um, mobile application like as a whole. Maybe you just want to give the user the experience of the of mobile your, view. Yeah, the mobile view of your web application. Sorry, of your website or your web application still still the same thing. So yes, we have a I just want to like just give them the mobile view. So yeah, something like that. Okay. Thank you so much for this topic. Actually, it's actually interesting talking to you, having conversation, or I'll call it like a chat when it comes to emerging technologies and mobile <laughs> mobile Likewise. development. Thank you so much. Uh but a question actually dropped right and um, i don't know it's quite personal i think the person will really want to know how it has been for you as a mobile developer has been has been experienced like at this really no um there's really no quite a long time for you to like give us so much breakdown when it comes to that aspect or maybe more like just give us how has it been as a mobile developer like has been for you as a mobile developer and while you are tripping that in you could just um this is like my own last question when on our podcast channel for this topic basically like you dropping advice for aspiring mobile developers to stay up to date you know with latest emerging technologies because you know um everybody actually had like a background and what they have learned so far like from the beginning as a mobile developer and we get to see these days that developers always be like, this is what I know. Like, <laughs> it's quite funny, you know, when it's like, okay, this is what I know. I, I just want to be good at this. Yeah. Nobody wants to learn new things. Nobody wants to work with new technologies and they just stay in the archaic system. So yeah. maybe you have advice for people like that and how you feel they can um, move on when it comes to this, having working with latest emerging technologies. But so far how has it been okay. for you as a mobile developer okay so for me as a, a mobile developer i think it's been it's been great because um going into development my dream my goal is to like leave a mark on this world so that when when i'm long gone i know that yes i impacted um, a lot of lives whereby i made their life users lives easier in this aspect of mobile development so should, should i using... say oh <laughs> nah. i'm sorry by using, okay. by using my app my application at least i okay. made um, day-to-day life of the user easier for example a business person i made um handling and um handling their business easier for them to to do by providing an application that does most of their their tasks for them like receiving money and stuff like that so yeah so you seeing people use these applications actually give me joy and sure, makes me feel sure. fulfilled every day sure. yeah when i when i check user engagement and i see that yeah people are actually engaging so it's been fun because it's actually not just a career for me it's actually a passion because I enjoy doing things that that uh, are seen as useful. Yeah, I enjoy being useful. Yeah. So being a mobile developer makes me feel useful because I can develop applications where people, lots of people, thousands of people, millions of people use in their day-to-day lives and day-to-day living. So yeah, as a mobile developer, there are, there are different things that I've, I've seen. That, that made me keep keep going and say yeah I made the right choice which is like I stated so advice for um, people that want to continue learning as a mobile developer you actually have to be, be learning continuously because you have to stay up to date with the latest technologies and programming languages and frameworks some people might be like yeah work they have to work every there's actually no time to develop themselves 
can work on is um, code base from your company. So there's actually no time. So the way I handle this is I keep my weekends sacred. Once I've worked for the week, my weekend is sacred. So during this weekend is where I involve myself in um, watching Android.io programs on YouTube. Um, watching different YouTube videos or going to Udemy, buying a course. So I stay up to date with the latest trends and latest technology this way. And I also have like a timetable for my own personal developments, where which I follow strictly. So once it's time for that, I, I follow it strictly. Then I try to like develop my own skills personally. Then also for aspiring developers, I believe, for me, I believe learning the hard ways is actually the best way to learn so that then other things can become easier since you learned the hard way. Most people are encouraged to, to um, write quotations without following the proper way, which is like following um, the proper paradigm, things like following the solid principle, writing clean code, following the right architecture, things like writing tests people are most people are not encouraged to do that they're encouraged to to just learn and just build it just let it work for me i don't believe that's the proper way to learn i feel if you want to learn something you learn the proper way i'm not saying you shouldn't go through the basics yes go through the basics but once you are putting the basics together always try to do it the hard way don't take the easy way out and be consistent in your in your learning don't while you're learning, don't don't take a don't take a break that's too long. If you want to take a break, take it short and get back to your learning. It pays in the end. That's that's just the truth. It pays to follow your dreams. Yeah. Hmm. This is quite encouraging. Thank you so much, Gideon Olaren Raju. It was a nice uh, moment hearing a lot from you, really. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So guys, you. you've heard it from you've heard it from the mobile developer himself. You know, if I were to be the one talking about it, it's just going to look like it's in the mobile space, okay? And that's why I brought somebody in the mobile space to come share with us uh information that has to do with um emerging technologies in the mobile development. And you've heard it all because the truth is mobile development keeps evolving. And if you cannot meet with the trend, you'll be left behind. And you know what it is. Businesses, companies, and, you know, companies you're working for always want what's, like, always want trends, always want to use technologies, new technologies in their project. And if you cannot beat it, you're out of the game. Because they will definitely employ someone else that knows it way better than you. And that's why while you are in the system and while you're learning while you're working i mean for a company do not stop learning because on the long run it is what you know that takes you far that is it because you're working for the company the company wants something evolving and you might not really know when another new project or just like this ai that's happening now people that actually know ai in the space are and you that don't know or don't have any knowledge of what ai is and somebody that is in that same space with you know what AI is and there is time to like drop off. Definitely, yeah. the company will see the other person as uh, somebody that has value, more value yeah. than you that has known value. So you just have to keep working with emerging technologies and trends, latest technologies in your actual field. Yeah, I know um, Gideon spoke about um, his own field, mobile development, but this course across all other um, 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 field, you know, because looking at it, it's also relating to the web aspect too. And I'm so sure they have something similar when it comes to the design aspect. So you just have to ensure that you learn technologies, new technologies that has to do with your own space and keep learning. Do not stop learning. I'm so sure Gideon is still learning. So if he, he's still learning, yeah, I'm still learning. Day. Even senior every developers day. are still learning. Right, so who are you to say you are done learning? As long as you're alive, you have to keep learning. Okay, you're lucky I'm not with my king. <laughs> you're lucky I'm <laughs> So thank you so much for uh, staying up until now on this show. Thank you so much, Gideon, for 
honoring yeah. and it's a pleasure really i'm really grateful that you're here to um come share with us this knowledge imagine the quality information you gave us thank you for coming on on the show to to share this knowledge with us so guys see you next 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 month okay and that's august so it's just it's just next week <laughs> so see you next month on this same channel tech with Aero, where we share quality technical information for you to stay up on your game and keep pushing when it comes to your technical career thank you so much see you and for now i'm still always your tech babe Iro inkechi omola bye